Welcome to episode 44 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It's Saturday, people. Saturday, the 5th of October, 2000, 2019. How is your weekend going, people? How has your week been? Are you making the most of it? It is uh, 10 to 11 here at Briggs Towers. I know, it's a late one, people. Uh, I've been, I ain't gonna lie to you, I've been, spent most of the day in bed. I've been suffering this week uh, with a fucking cold. Um, Lost my voice completely yesterday after a fucking long, 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 long gig on Thursday night. I had to cancel a gig last night because I had no voice and uh, fucked up my shoulder a bit today as well. So things are not progressing well today. The last 24 hours has been a bit of a nightmare, but um, this week's uh, this week's been pretty all right. I had a couple of nice gigs, a few nice gigs. Um, one in Cambridge, uh, fuck knows when that was, Tuesday, I think. It's all. It's been one of them weeks that's just been fucking uh, run into each other, people. It's been one of them weeks uh, where every day has been running into the next one, couple of hours sleep, then out uh, to another gig, and then fucking home late, then a few hours sleep, then back to another gig, fucking, or up and out and at them. It's one of them. I've been trying to, trying to catch up. This week, and then uh, I fucking read a report. I don't know whether it's true or not that um, uh, lack of sleep is linked to Alzheimer's. I don't know. I can't. You know, there's a there's a memory joke in there somewhere, people. I imagine, but I'm better than that. I'm better than those fucking puns. So, um, but yeah, it's been quite a nice week. Like a uh, nice sort of like new material night in Cambridge. Quite a youngish sort of like posh audience, uh, middle class. So that's what you get at Cambridge. Um, and then after that, fuck knows where I was. Um, I know at some point... Uh, oh, yeah, Newton Aycliffe in uh, fucking up north near Newcastle-ishy area-ish on the way to Newcastle up there in a fucking estate pub uh, that looked a bit fucking rough, but it was uh, it was all right, to be fair. They were actually quite nice uh, people. And then... Thursday night. Thursday night, what are we now? Saturday, fucking hell, I'm all over the place this week. Um, Thursday night was in Barrow in Furness, the fucking furthest place uh, ever. Took me about four hours to get there. Took me about seven to get home yesterday, I think. Six or seven hours. Fuck me. Jesus. Um, But I stayed up there that night, and what it was, it was like a comedy pub crawl uh, that was comparing, emceeing, hosting, yeah. Either of those, take your pick, whichever way you describe it, people out there, uh, hosting it. Um, so it was like uh, four different venues, six different acts. Um, so there's one act at the first venue, two in the second venue, uh, and then an act in the third venue and an act in the fourth venue. And I thought uh, it was going to be a fucking nightmare. Um, it started off, the night started off all right. It started off in a, a gig called... Um, uh, at a place called the Duke of Edinburgh Hotel, which is where I was actually staying. Uh, they were putting me up for the evening and paying me as well. A little road trip away. Um, but they were putting me up there, and I thought, oh, fucking hell. This, uh, the atmosphere wasn't brilliant in the first gig uh, because the sight lines of the gig ain't that good. There's a big fucking pillar right in the middle of the room, and it was like playing tennis. You're like playing to one side of the crowd to the other side, but when you're playing to one side, the other side can't see them. 
and uh, the sight lines weren't brilliant. And I thought, oh, I don't know. We got away with the first gig, and then it was fucking pissing down a rain as well. So when we were walking between venues, because we swap, obviously it's a pub crawl, so we're swapping between venues. It was um, it was fucking lashing it down, um, but it was well organised. Sam up there who organised it went out and got everybody a load of umbrellas as well. Uh, we got to the second venue and it looked like a fucking sex den. <laughs> it fucking did though. Jesus. Uh, everybody walked in and was like, what the fuck is going to happen to us in here? Um, but it was uh, it was run by a white guy with dreads. Obviously, somebody likes a bit of weed. Um, cultural appropriation for the old weed meister there. Um uh, I've never met anyone, uh, a white guy with dreads, who didn't like fucking weed. It would be uh, an anomaly. I think that the day a white guy who has dreads um, doesn't smoke weed, uh, is that is the end of the universe, people. That is like where we have, uh, everything's flipped. The poles will flip, north and south will flip over. And... <laughs> You can fucking spot it a mile off. He's got stop and search written on his fucking head. Um, right, my uh, my voice is a little bit um, unusual today. I know this. I know this. This is not a bad thing. Uh, people out there are saying, at least you haven't got your normal fucking whiny voice, Ben. I know. Um, but yeah, uh, that vi- uh, gig at the second venue, which was called Bums, plenty of bum puns thrown out there in the old uh, comparing hosting MC and by myself. Um, it really sort of like took off then, uh, the night did. I think everybody had been a bit more relaxed. It was more of a relaxed venue and it like, uh, it worked quite well like that. So, um, yeah, things started to kick off there a little bit and, um, the gig like just progressed and progressed to each venue we went to, uh, until we ended up in the fucking 1970s, some fucking, (laughs) the Barrow in Furnace Labour Club, which was like a step back. Uh, I went on as Bernard Manning, I think. (laughs) He was the last fucking comic to play there, I think. But, um, yeah, it ended really well. And then everybody went out, like virtually the whole audience went out to another bar and for a drink afterwards. And I got back late, 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 late. Back to the hotel. There's fucking nothing worse than staying in a hotel when you wake up the next day and you're a little bit worse for wear. I never usually go out like for a drink after a gig either. I'm always like straight away. I'm sort of, uh, right, I've done my bit. See you later. I'm going home. But because I was staying over, I thought, well, I haven't got any reason to get back early this evening. I'll go out and have a bit of a laugh and uh, have a few drinks. And then a few drinks turned into, um, no, well, not that many drinks, to be honest. I only spent about 20 quid and nobody was buying uh, buying me drinks, I don't think. Uh, but I had a couple. Enough to feel like shit the next day. But I'm 42 and I. That's what happens when you get older. You just can't process it. I don't know what it is. You just uh, you just don't bounce back, people. Um, so, yeah, I uh, I was feeling a little bit worse for wear when I woke up about like 8.30 in the morning. I had to be out of the hotel at 11. So I had a quick wash and just fucked off. And then it took me like six, seven hours to get home. Which by the time I got home, I was um, feeling fucking dead after the drive but my head was all right 
I did check, by the way, just to make sure I was sober enough to drive the next morning. Um, I didn't get back that late, but um, yeah, just for the people out there going, hey, man, were you sober enough to drive the next day? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I checked, man. I checked. Not did a blood test, but I did a fucking um, a fucking little blow test. Um, and the mirror didn't melt, so... <laughs> Just one of them little fucking things you keep in your car. I ain't getting caught like that again, baby. Been caught too many times um, for the old uh, drink driving. Hence the uh, community service I had to do at one point with the old fucking Van Gogh. Here's a throwback to last week's episode with the old Van Gogh fan club. Um... Which uh, I did my community service with. <laughs> 120 hours I had to do in the end uh, for that. Uh, that is not... that. Yeah, you do stupid things in your 20s, don't you? That's it. Uh, but, um, yeah. Everybody I work with on that fucking... Uh, that free fucking enterprise scheme for criminals. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the community service. Everybody I fucking work with had a bit of their fucking ear missing that they got into a fight and somebody had bit it off. That's Northampton for you people. Well, parts of Northampton anyway. Hey, man, Northampton's a shithole. Well, you know, like parts of it are, parts of it aren't. You know, it's like anywhere, innit? Fucking, you know, sounded like a fucking open micer. Hey, I come from a shithole. Well, you know, everybody does, don't they? You know, although there are nice places and there are. It's too easy to say that, isn't it, though? You know, I come from a place where some places are a shithole and some places aren't. You know, oh, well, we can't relate to that because you're not taking the piss out yourself. Well, you know, that's reality, isn't it? Come on, let's paint a picture of modern day society. Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent there, people. <laughs> just just slating people who uh, go on stage and go, hey, man, I come from a shithole. Yeah, well, you know. <sighs> Try and work a bit harder. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if you didn't do material about that, maybe uh, you'd be doing paid stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, but the, uh, yeah, the pub crawl was really, really good in the end. Uh, it was really good atmosphere in there. And it was co- kind of like no- naughty, naughty fun um, doing that. Uh, I got away with quite a lot uh, comparing it or hosting it, like just... Um, taking a piss a little bit um and the venues worked really well it was like like we went from sort of like a standard sort of like pub basement venue down to that fucking weird fucking sexual bdsm fucking place we went to the next place after that was a little bit posher and then we ended it in a fucking labor club oh jeremy corbyn's fucking wanking ground um (laughs) we ended it there so um Overall, it was uh, it could have gone horribly, horribly fucking wrong. Nobody got lost. Nobody. Um, it started to get a bit rowdy at the last gig, but I thought, fuck it, we've got one act doing twenty minutes. He did really well. All the acts did really well, to be honest, because it's not a fucking easy gig when uh, you go into venues and everybody's queuing up for a fucking drink. We stayed pretty much to schedule as well. Um, which fucking surprised me because I thought we'd be running late. There was no casualties. Uh, I saw one woman who was absolutely fucking hammered um, by the end of it, but uh, she was nice enough. Uh, and um, 
Yeah, uh, and her boyfriend was holding her up, like for the last, <laughs> last fucking act. Um, but it was a bit of a free for all and a bit of a chaotic atmosphere. But it was, um, it was fun chaos, not fucking asshole chaos. That's a good thing about it. Um, and I have spent most of today recovering my voice. Uh, my shoulders a little bit fucked up. I won't go into that, but I like had a little bit of a slip and uh, fucked my shoulder up. Um, and, um, uh, but it's loosening up a little bit now. I know. And I spent most of the day, uh, watching illegal, uh, uh, fucking documentaries, uh, not illegal in a weird way, but just like from downloaded, uh, not even downloaded from streaming sites, isn't it? Streaming sites, illegal streaming sites. I'm currently halfway through watching the Diego Maradona fucking documentary. He is a fucking lunatic. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, Fuck me. That geezer has lived a life. Um, He's had an awful, awful, awful lot of cocaine. Really, Ben? When you see that, uh, when you see that thing where he scores a goal and he goes right up to the camera and he's just like fucking... He looks like he's fucking roided up. He must have been fucking on cocaine in that game. <laughs> he looks like a fucking mental case going up to the camera. Um, but it was uh, because like it, it takes you through. He was sort of like the best player of my era, not my era that I was playing alongside him or anything like that. But my sort of like, you know, that was the first the first World Cup I remember is like 1986, Mexico 86. That's pretty much... I was like nine years old into my football. Before that, I was like five years old for Spain 82. I remember having a vague recollection of Spain 82 um, because I had the old Panini sticker albums. Don't know if they still do them. I see sticker albums about, but I don't know if they do the football ones anymore. Um, Hang on a minute. I need to sort my voice out. Let's have a bit of coffee. That's the coffee. Uh, cappuccino again, bit of cappuccino there. Yeah, living the life today. Um, yeah, so uh, Mexico '86 was like um, the uh, the first uh, World Cup, such a World Cup that I remember for all you Americans out there. Um, and uh, obviously Argentina won it, and obviously the cheating fuck, uh, the hand of God goal. Uh, but uh, it was interesting watching the documentary because I was saying about that fucking goal um, where he said uh, it was the hand of God that did it. It wasn't. It was yours, you cheating fuck. But the second goal he scored where he just rinsed through, just just took apart fucking the England team and they were like uh, just diving at his feet and he was just like dancing around them. It was a fucking awesome goal. And they just said about that game, summed up Maradona's career, why people loved him and why people hated him. Because he was a cheating fuck, but he was a fucking genius as well. Um, But it's a really interesting documentary. If you've seen, like, the Senna documentary, it's made by the fucking same people who did that. Um, So um, it's it's fucking top quality. A lot of it is fucking, obviously, um, in foreign words to me. Uh, It's not much English in there. Um, obviously, because he's like Argentinian, and then he played for Napoli for ages. So it's all fucking the the people of Napoli in Nap uh, the people in Naples. They fucking love him like a god man. 
It was just mental when you see all the, how mental the fucking Italians go. I mean, people over here, like, in England go mental for their football. Or Satcher, as uh, the, you Americans will say. But um, it's, uh, in Italian, in Italy, it's a fucking religion out there. It is a fucking religion. He was just getting mobbed everywhere he fucking went. And when he went to Naples, um, apparently, I didn't know this, he... Um, I didn't know he uh, he was playing for Barcelona at one point, but I didn't know that he had to leave. There was <laughs> there's a fucking footage of a game where he's jumping on people's heads, and it all kicks off like for Barcelona, and they sold him. But the only team who would buy Maradona at that point was fucking Naples or Napoli, and um, that's the only place that would have him. And uh, they were just like a lower league side. They'd, no, they'd done nothing before, never won anything. I think they got in, like, uh, the um, fucking... Uh, I think they won the cup about twice, but never won the league or anything like that. And it was just, like, one of those one-man team things. The guy had such an effect on the team. They just, like, r- rinsed through Serie A and, um, and fucking won it, like, a few years after he'd been there. And... Um, he was just fucking unbelievable, but a fucking asshole. But uh, they were talking about that England game and what it meant to the Argentinians because they got their ass whooped over the old Falklands. And um, it was uh, over the Falklands War. And because, like, obviously that war was fought a couple of years before or whatever, um, that was their big thing, like beating the English that game, even though they cheated. Uh, and scored, and then scored one of the best goals you'll ever fucking see. But I'm about halfway through that documentary at the minute because I was getting pissed off with having to read the fucking... I'll just read the book, reading the subtitles in English. And you have to fuck it. That's the weird, worst thing about stuff like that. You have to fucking concentrate. You can't just have it on in the background or you're vicariously learning Italian stroke Argentinian uh, and trying to work out the words... Uh, so you have to give it some sort of concentration, don't you? But uh, I managed to, I, I don't know. I love, the the thing I do love about these fucking sites is uh, where you uh, where you can stream it. Um, you have to, A, know exactly where to position the cursor to press play or a load of shit comes up. <laughs> Every time you pause it and then press play. It opens in another fucking window, some sort of advert for something. And you just know you're watching this and somebody's trying to hack all your fucking details from everything. Just trying to uh, source everything in the background. Uh, You know that, but you take that fucking risk, don't you? It's like walking through a fucking park at night. (laughs) You know it's a risk, but it's an easier way to get home, isn't it? Um and I refused to go to the cinema, so I didn't really want to wait to watch this documentary. So I fucking Googled online and it came up. Fucking get in there. But I love the way how they they set up. It's like, uh, I think the initial um, uh, domain addresses that they set up by are like .com and then it gets down to uh, .co.uk, then .ie for Ireland. And then it's fucking, you're logging on to somewhere in Senegal where I imagine... It's in a shack underground in a fucking nuclear bunker where they're fucking running this site from. (laughs) Whoever the fuck runs these sites or whatever, they have to pay a 
fucking fortune in domain names because they are always fucking changing them uh, just to keep one 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 step ahead of the feds, man. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, right, okay. Um, so that's what I've been doing. So I'm about halfway through that. I fucking thoroughly recommend it. If you're a fucking sports fan or you're a fucking, especially if you're a fucking football fan, I know if you're English, you're going to fucking hate Maradona for that fucking goal. Um, the hand of God, man. It was God made me do it. Um, yeah. All right, mate. All right. Or did you just think, fuck it, I can get away with this? That's that's what you thought? This was pre-cocaine days as well. I imagine when he was on the coke, he'd have fucking just grabbed the ball and r- fucking dived over the fucking line rugby style. Uh, or slammed it down like a fucking American footballer. Um, but yeah, I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend that documentary. It's fucking wicked, man. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, let's have a little break and do some advertising. Okay. Uh, here's the advertising for this week. I've got to read these out. Okay. Are you looking for top quality tools tested by experts in their field that are guaranteed to last out several lifetimes? Well, the serial killer tool company guarantees their tools will outlive you and definitely outlive other people made to the exact specifications of the tools used by convicted serial killers their products have been tested in the field and home and even the woods to be durable time and time again check out their products online at serialkillertoolcompany.com they have everything a modern diyer needs like a full range of hammers in the Peter Sutcliffe school smashing range or cut through anything with one of their Dennis Nielsen flush and go jigsaws. New customers can now save 10% off their first order with promo code. Was that a noise downstairs? That's promo code. Was that a noise downstairs? Also, all first orders get a free gift of a Fred West plastering towel. So check out the Serial Killer Tool Company for all the jobs those voices in your head tell you you need to do. That's the first one. Um, Okay, second bit of advertising. Here we go. Uh, Do you hate thinking for yourself? Do you have an interest in what not very well-educated dead people thought a long time ago? Do you want to find a way to judge people and give yourself a sense of self-righteousness? Have you got enough disposable income and are willing to give it away to people who wear funny costumes? If the answer to all these questions is yes, why wouldn't it be? Uh, Then why not try religion? Religion is an almost proven way to attain 100% direct contact with a god or gods and also answer all of uh, those little life questions like, how did the world begin? What happens after we die and can I finger fuck my neighbour's wife or oxen in the arsehole? For thousands of years, religion has helped people do things in their spare time, from charity work to murdering people. And the great thing is there is a religion out there for everyone. You like looking at people with holes in their hands and feet? Boom, they've got one for you. You like kneeling down and facing east? Great, we got you covered. Annoyed that your cot look cock looks funny with a foreskin no problem want to be reborn as a chicken you're clucking right you can join a religion today and get free access to the vip area of the afterlife 
or a brand new shit hot life after you die. What are you waiting for? Christmas? Other religious festivals are available. Disclaimer. God or gods may not exist, and not all religious teachings are based on true events, slightly true events, or even partially true events. That is the advertising done for this week, people. Thank you to those companies for sponsoring this show. (laughs) Right. What have I seen in the fucking news this week? Right. Uh, This was a story that I looked at and thought, this is ideal for the Ben Briggs podcast. Just the headline alone fucking drew me in, people. Drew me in. Uh, This is the headline, and uh, judge it as you will, people out there. Uh, Judge it as I did. Why wouldn't you? Man sues Apple because his iPhone turned him gay. Ah, here we go. Um, There's a little picture of an iPhone. Uh, It looks... It's... (laughs) It doesn't look like a particularly gay-turning iPhone, to be honest. It just looks like a normal one. He's now in a steady relationship with a man and can't control his gay thoughts. Get away from me, gay thoughts. He's just having gay thoughts over and over again now because of his iPhone. Uh, let's have a look at this. A man in Russia has launched a, law, a lawsuit. He's taking it to court. He's taking it to court. Uh, he's launched a lawsuit against Apple after he alleged that his phone turned him gay. <laughs> I mean, fucking hell, man. I mean, like, I've I've read stories about iPhones when you're using them, fucking up your brain and stuff like that, if you hold it too too close to your head. But I've never heard of an iPhone turning somebody gay. Uh, Did he get it in rose pink? I don't know. Uh, D. Razumilov wants 1 million rubles. Uh, That's £16,500. That's not a lot after he was given 69 gay coins of cryptocurrency instead of Bitcoin he had been expecting. The money came with the message in English, don't judge without trying, and he thought, I'm going to use these gay coins. Get myself some gay coinage. Uh, (laughs) He did what he was told, tried it, and now he's in a relationship. Boom! He wrote in court papers, I thought, Indeed, how can I judge something without trying it? And decided to try same-sex relationships. I'm not one to judge here, but I reckon he might have been a little bit gay and just waiting for an excuse. Hey, I've got some gay coins. I've got to spend... Is that a thing within the gay community, by the way? Hang on, I need coffee for this. Do they have their own currency? I don't know. Is it? Is it a stereotype to ask that question? I don't know. Uh, we only accept gay coins here. Ah, shit, man. I've only got fucking normal money. Um, he wrote in court papers, I thought. In, oh, yeah, I've read that. I can say after the passage of two months that I'm mad in intimacy with a member of my own sex and can't get out. I just want to get out from sucking this dick. Uh, I have a steady boyfriend. and I don't know how to explain it to my parents. Just tell them you're happy. You know. Why not just say that? Hey, mum, dad, I'm happy sucking this dick now. I bought some gay coins. It's like a fucking... (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. It's like the magic beans, isn't it? Got magic beans and went up a fucking cock. Uh, Went up an arsehole. That's what he did. (laughs) Instead of meeting a giant at the top, he just met a fucking throbbing cock. After receiving the aforementioned message, my life has changed for the worse and will never be normal again. 
Well, it depends on your definition and all. He seems a very homophobic person to be in a gay relationship. Don't you think, after receiving the aforementioned message, my life has changed for the worse? Oh, man, I fucking hate sucking this dick, but I, I just got to do it, man. I just got to suck that dick. Um, Razamilov has accused Apple of manipulating, manipulatively pushing me towards homosexuality. <laughs> Get in that homosexual room. Since sending him the gay coins in 2017, you didn't have to spend them and was suing because of moral suffering and harm to mental health. Uh, the app was created by a third party, but he believes Apple, who's got more money, by the way, uh, as a responsibility for programs they host. His lawyer uh, said that uh, her client is scared and the case is serious. <laughs> It will be heard at a court in Moscow on October the 17th. Fucking hell. Oh, Jesus, man. What the fuck is wrong with people? You know. Why, uh... <laughs> I got some gay coins. Just tell your parents you got some gay coins, spent them in whatever, like, in in uh, the, the gay, uh, in, in a gay shop. And I bought a bit of gayness with some gay coins. <laughs> Tell them that. I'm sure they'll fucking believe it. This is fucking amazing. Uh, that that just, uh, I've got to repeat that again. He's now in a steady relationship with a man and can't, can't control his gay thoughts. They're everywhere. I just can't get these gay thoughts out of my head. I'm um, just fucking thinking dick, 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 24-7. It's like the start of fucking Reservoir. My brain's, your honour, my brain is like the start of Reservoir Dogs. It's just dick, 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 dick. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, fuck me. Oh, dear. So this is a guy who's now, he seems happier. He seems like he's in a happy relationship, but he just can't fucking deal with it. Uh, just, you know, just deal with it, man. If you like the dick, go for the dick. That's it, isn't it? I have a steady boyfriend. <laughs> He's not just gone out and fucked somebody. He's got a steady boyfriend. And then just suddenly realised, ah, oh, man, I feel, I don't know how to, just fucking, just come out. Just put your fucking, well, to be honest with you, the way the internet works, it's got your fucking name on the article, me old booty, isn't it? I have a steady boyfriend and I don't know how to explain it to my parents. Just fucking copying a link from this. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, just, get your, just get your parents to Google your fucking name and it's all taken care of. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Jesus. That, I don't know. That just seems like the fucking... Just want some money out of it, me old booty. £16,500 ain't a lot either. I mean, fucking at least, you know, raise your game a little bit there. I don't know what the uh, the currency uh, for, oddly enough, he did get 69 gay coins. <laughs> it's all in there, me old booty. I don't know how much gay coins are worth, what the exchange rate is uh, with the pound, but uh, you, you should have tried trading them in. <laughs> Somebody's gonna be out there wanting gay. You want gay coins? Do you? you want some? I'm okay, thanks, mate. I'm a, I'm a heterosexual guy. I don't, I don't know what, I, I don't know what he spent those on. 
I don't know how you spend uh, gay coins. I don't know. Feather boas. I don't know. There's a, <laughs> discounts at leather shops. I don't know. I don't know. There's a few stereotypes for you there. I don't know. Just dance classes, you know. Britney Spears albums. <laughs> Spice Girls tickets. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but uh, uh, fair play to the old boy like that. He's taking Apple to court for turning him gay. His iPhone has turned him gay. Uh, <laughs> what time are we on? We're on 32 minutes, people. Um, 32 minutes. This has been episode 44 uh, of the Ben Briggs podcast. You can like, subscribe, and obviously you're listening to this somewhere. Um, and give us a review if you like it on the Apple website. Uh, it really does help, I, I imagine. I've heard other people say that on podcasts, so it must do. I will be back on Tuesdays with more shit to talk about. Um, Have a good weekend, motherfuckers. Take care.